Hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Mothership tonight. We're continuing our Gradient Descent Crawl campaign, something like that. Uh, we ended on the death of a very beloved character uh, last time around, and uh, and yet Jerry. Ashley's here anyway, which is really strange. <laughs> right? Uh, we killed your character. I'm not sure if you, you, you watched it. Did you, you know, watch the last episode? Yes, I was there for like 98% of it. 98%. You missed the last 2% when I did. When the I rewatched it later. Flew, flowed, flew, yeah. flowed, flewed, flowed. Dribbled, know. you know. I, I should know that. That's something. Ronnie, how's it going? Uh, all right. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we had uh, we had a very sad death, which was which was very funny uh, for me on on this side of it. It made me laugh, uh, but uh, nonetheless, we're there, and we had a couple other interesting little tidbits. I don't know how much Ashley uh, like. There's also other things that uh, came in that last little encounter that were kind of mentioned did, as well, but uh, his face did not. Mm-hmm. Can I ask why were you guys so chill about talking to fucking Monarch? <laughs> <laughs> we we forgot to RP our stress. <laughs> Don't I'm some of you bald. have like nineteen stress or something? Like some of you are yes. crazy if there's stress. I'm I have seventeen after we spent a night together, Steven and I. Uh yeah, it was good for one of us. Exactly. I uh I don't so much like character death as I like driving them to the brink of madness to where they then kill each other. That's I that's nearly there. Did you not get your I fill prefer. of that from uh Delta Green. Green? Have you have you figured out yet that that there's a little bit of that kind of stuff going on in this campaign? <laughs> a little bit of that going on? Yep. Uh, I'm numb I have to a type. Ready. I have a type. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, but yeah, we had some interesting stuff drop at the end of last last week. We'll see, you know, what all it mattered. Actually, a lot of little interesting little little nuggets happened uh, in the last session as I started going through the notes of what went went down. Uh, but yeah, we'll um, we'll dive into the summary in a second. But why don't we go ahead and do some? Uh, oh god, we got to hydrate already. Yeah, everyone drink your everyone drink you your pseudo milk. <laughs> oh, pseudo milk. See, I I saw it right choice. away. So I got to drink my water before you made the pseudo joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just had nice water that I enjoyed. Well, I think let's go ahead and introduce some characters. Uh, Melissa, tell us about Liko and how is she doing? You know, well, what's up? Uh, Liko was feeling uh, more stressed at the beginning of last session than she is currently. Um, mm-hmm. She uh, found a teddy bear drawn on the floor and hugged it and took some comfort in it. Um, nobody else wanted to, but she actually did get a little bit of stress back from doing that. So, haha, it actually worked. <laughs> uh, hugging a two-dimensional drawing of a teddy bear. Um, so, yeah, but yeah. as as Derek was saying uh, before we went uh, live, there I, I really have to think about the consequences now of you hugging that uh, that bear because they they might be far reaching. <laughs> <laughs> just just scabies so. everywhere scabies <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh let's see uh all right next up we've got helix uh long tell us about helix yeah i'm helix i've got mediocre strength speed abysmal combat got a mediocre intellect but with that intellect i trained and specialize in computers hacking math that's true. How are you feeling? How is Leak or how is how is Helix feeling about the death of Jerry? 
not too, maybe a little bit indifferent. I mean, we did make choices to save him and try to reconcile with Monarch, and now he's dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess he'll have to figure that out, see what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Because you worked harder than anybody to, to rescue Jerry. But then you guys shoved his face into a retina scanner, uh, took a nap, and saw him having a weird conversation with a bunch of android parts on the ground. Uh, and then things got weird after that. He just got really snippy. I don't know what was going they did. on. They did. He was rude. Strange. He was rude. He was very like rude. He really was. Uh, started to, to, to get very upset with everybody. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got Dr. Leo Menton. Uh, Derek, tell us about uh, Dr. Leo Menton. I liked uh, Long's introduction. So Dr. Menton is about as strong as an uncooked strand of uh, angel hair pasta. He's about as fast as a wet blanket being thrown into a breeze. He's pretty smart, um, and he's got as much combat prowess as Bambi. <laughs> and, he, and he's a retired doctor who's balding now from stress. I have Bambi. 17 stress. Bambi did make it through, uh, unlike Bambi's mother. Spoiler alert to Anybody who hasn't seen like a 70 year old. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Okay. All right. Bambi did make it out. She was, she was spry, you know, dodge around, whatever. Okay. Uh, next up. What uh, about old yeller? I never saw the end of that one. Old oh, yeller. What happens in that one, Jeff? Well, old yeller, uh, gets, this is, this is the story my parents told me, uh, old yeller. Oh, there, we had a neighbor, uh, who works for the canine unit. Uh, with the with with the local law enforcement, so they got him. They got him in canine school. That's what happened. So he's he's oh, now so yeah. he's an educated dog. Yeah, that's the story. That's the story we were told uh, when I was young, when I was like twelve or something like that. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. Something sounds fishy here, but I didn't want to ask too many questions. <laughs> old know? Yeller got his GED. <laughs> old Yeller. <laughs> old Continuing Yeller education. Old Yeller became, yeah, definitely got a master's degree, PhD, and just uh, just got into therapy. It was great. Therapy dog. Uh, all right, Stephen, tell us about Reed. Yeah, Reed is an Adonis. Uh, he's been forged in the fire of battle, and he cannot die. Uh, he's an ex-Marine. Uh, he, he really knows what he's doing. Uh, Android's got nothing on him. Uh in fact, he he operates with such superhuman precision. You know, he might be an android himself for all he knows. Uh, he he hasn't been bleeding enough to find out, uh, except for that shotgun to the neck. But that doesn't count. So you have one wound left, correct? Yeah. You're one wound away from dying, right? <laughs> so you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just want to make sure that works. Okay. And uh, let me let me just check how many armor points you. Have. Oh, I'll also have one. One armor point. Okay. Uh, the great. tank top doesn't do much to protect me, but, <laughs> you, you know, it helps me move faster, so it's fine. 16 stress. Okay. It's pretty uh, It's pretty good. Pretty good. Not great, Bob. Uh, and then finally, uh, Ashley, tell us about Abby, who picked probably a good session to miss last time. Uh, <laughs> tell us about Abby. Uh, so I am playing Abby, and she's basically like, you know, she's our resident nurse. Her bedside manner probably isn't the best. And uh, she's stressed out. I have 18 stress after our stress reduction activities of the previous session. Uh, I'm very close to taking my first wound. I have two out of 15 health before I get my first one. 
And uh, yeah, she's just, she's going a little crazy. Um, everything You're that 18 happened. after? Yeah, I was at 19. Reduction? Did we do that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was you totally rolled for me. I got one I did off. roll for you? Okay, I was a joke. Yeah. Good, good, good. Because that was that whole like roll divided by 10 thing. We're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, it's roll. Divide that by 10. Okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> so yep. you've got to roll, you got to pass, and then you, you had to, to roll under. Yeah. And our, our goal was like 30. We had to oh. roll under 30. And then yeah. whatever that was, divide by 10. So the yep. most we could get was three. Didn't we have didn't we have some relations happening last time too? I yeah, think. yeah. We were talking yeah. Leo and Dr. Uh, Menton. Reed. That's right. Menton and, and Leo. Okay. That's nice. That's nice. So uh let's dive in. Uh so let's do the this is like my favorite sound. I love this. Okay. So it hasn't last quite episode. gotten to ice cream truck level yet, but it's getting there. It's getting it there. Well, I, I, I should put ice cream truck on this, but <laughs> when I, there's I battle music and then that sound goes off, my stress just goes <laughs> You should mark it. You should mark that down. So we're not there <laughs> the yet. Sheet. Okay. So door chimes from hell. It's totally true. Uh, all right, so last episode, you escaped from Eden uh, on floor two, and then you returned to floor one. Uh, you had Jerry in tow. Stress was running very high. Liko, as Jerry mentioned, had a very odd reaction to a very recently graffiti teddy bear on the ground. That was fun. Reed found a broken clay sculpture, something like something uh, children make in ceramics class, and sort of discovered the shards seemed to match up to old scar on his arm uh, that he'd actually forgotten how he got that scar. Uh, and one of the shards seemed to have like his name, EID, like read, like kind of sketched in, you know, etched into into the bottom of it. Uh, let's see. Instead of uh, you guys didn't leave, you stayed, you hung around, and you decided to to continue exploring the the station. And you brought decided, you know what we're gonna do? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna bring Jerry to that retina scanner. And so you did. You brought that that makeshift retina scanner in that storage room. You guys are so obsessed with that; it's hilarious. Uh, we are. And then during that, uh, Liko tried to like open the wall up and that suddenly Monarch was like, all right, all right. So you heard you heard the sound of Monarch suddenly come onto the intercom to talk to you. Uh, an argument transpired. That's all I'm going to say. And ultimately, Monarch offered you a reward with uh, with millions of credits. Right. And also redemption for the evils of, of all the horrible things that that they say that you've done uh, now. The, the there are two tasks that they that they suggested you try to try to complete. The first one was destroy the Minotaur, who you've heard about from uh, from Nordico and from others, uh, and described it as a monster that was threatening the androids of Eden. And second, they wanted you to find and kill the Mind Thief, who operates somewhere on floor three near uh, Brain Construction, and is apparently the one responsible, according to Monarch at the very least. Uh, for the damage that was done to Jerry's personality processing unit that led to his need to be reformatted in the first place. Uh, let's see. Um, so you agreed at the very least to end the conversation. Uh, I don't know if you're, I think you might be following me through it. I'm not really sure. You uh, decided to uh, go ahead and take a little rest in the cubicle camp. You awoke. That's when Jerry was starting to act weird. You saw him. He was conversing. Liko found him as he'd wandered off and he was literally talking to this array of Android parts that were, flashing lights and trying to communicate somehow. Uh, eventually, Jerry led you to floor two because he said that there was a different path that you could take to get to uh, the entrance to floor three. And also somewhere in the labyrinth of floor two is the Minotaur. Uh, however, uh, when he dropped out of the vents into the sewer main, uh, he was shot with a submachine gun uh, by another diver that was in that room. 
you killed the diver, you looted all their things, and Jerry's body suffered critical damage. Uh, but his logic core and his, his personal processing unit might still be retrievable. Uh, while searching through the items of the dead diver, you found a few interesting things. One of them was a strange disc of some kind. Another one was a bag of teeth. Not strange. Very clearly it was a bag of teeth. Nothing strange about it. Uh, a black urn and uh, a dossier. Uh, this leather dossier bearing the logo of Advanced Systems Limited. And when you opened it up, you found a handwritten note that was talking about the assembly yard. And there was something about artifact, question mark. So maybe there's an artifact in the assembly yard. And there was also a printout communication from Deborah Stoniark of, uh, of Advanced Systems Limited, the same Deborah Stoniark who invited you all to take advantage of this particular lead and the wording of the letter was exactly the same as it was to you all. So we're going to pick up right there. Uh, I want all of you to begin by hitting the whole uh, the the blind roll that gets sent to me as we start, as you are all standing over top of the body of Jerry as he's twitching. Uh, nearby, the dead body of this diver is bleeding. Yeah, can and we call him the holy diver? You sure can. Okay, hold, <laughs> the holy diver uh, nearby. And um, as you're going through these things, this the combination of all three of these things is probably driving you all. It's just a little, making you all a little edgy. So everyone go ahead and roll that uh, that little test I, I have you do, the blind test, please. As I get some music up. Everybody rolled. Okay, I and I was forget. smart this time, and I put your tokens on, so now I can easily see who had bad stuff happen to them. None of us, right? Right? None of us? Um, did you give me a stress last time, Jeff? Yeah, for something. I can't remember what, though. Okay. I'll have to go. I would have to go back and look, and I don't remember. No, you're, I'm making sure I got it. Uh, I think I put it on there, though. I think okay, you're, cool. I think you're set. I think, I think your, 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 your sheet should be set. I was given an eye. Perfect. Sweet. Okay. Thank you. All right. So... So all of you are watching as Jerry's body twitches out, as this diver body twitches out, and you're reading through this message, and you see the same woman in the same company. And as like the bodies come to a rest, you hear that same sort of chime, distant, kind of echo through the sort of the sewer pipes and vents. You can hear it kind of muffled coming down that that sort of hidden route that took you to the to that flesh statue what would you all like to do I want to see I think if... I'd like to take out all those speakers making that chime every single one that's rip them out so in this room to remind you all uh, there are no you don't see any actual speakers in here but you see some some what you think are like repurposed uh, like sewer scanning equipment you can tell it was at some point these things were probably used to monitor various like various uh, sewer systems uh, like pro like water processing and filtration because you know that the next giant room is the filtration system but they've been like repurposed somehow you know there's another dead body in here that had that like spongy thing that you took out of the chest and you know that the first time you you're in here that that those weird uh, machines all along the wall they like they like charged flashed and then they've gone inert ever since but that was way back when So you look around for anything that might be a speaker, and you don't hear it. You hear the sound of the chime 
muffled, echoing through the vent that you know leads back towards that one room that had the very tall, like 10-foot-tall flesh statue that kept moving every time you would return. It changed its position. Uh, is there enough time for me to patch up anyone who took some hits with my first aid kit while we're near some fresh bodies? If you want to, yeah, you can hang out here and do that, sure. Who took some hits? Reed, did you take any hits? Oh, I, I, I've never been hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, then, if no one else took any damage, I'll patch myself up, I guess. I can assist you. I think Reed is close to dying. Yeah. He didn't say anything to me. Reed's <laughs> trying to die. <laughs> you- Steven really commits to the role play. <laughs> Leo would see uh, with his eyes. Lots and lots of blood I, and dying. I was gunfight, and I was bleeding, but uh, I've already been patched up. Uh, so I, I'm good. And Reed just thinks he can't die. Okay. Lico wants to kind of go over to Jerry. Um, and I don't know that I'm particularly good at any of these things. I do have like industrial equipment and jerry rigging. I don't know if either of those things would help me. Because um, Lico was genuinely wanting to be supportive of Jerry and sort of this. Um, individuation that had kind of come up with his programming and whatnot so if we can if i can try to do some recovery okay uh so you have you have in you have industrial something or other and you have like industrial tools and heavy machinery or something like that i have industrial equipment as a skill okay and jerry rigging is a skill so they're both trained skills for whatever that's worth so that would help to some degree but you're not entirely sure exactly what you're looking for uh as the designs like you're you're kind of going through like you're, you're breaking down less of a heavy machine and more breaking yeah. down the tower of a computer uh so you're having to sort of dig through various uh highly processed very small very complicated uh like chips so you would probably know from from working with them. Helix might be more suited to such yeah. Tasks. So Liko's gonna start because like she wants to kind of do this, and then she's gonna kind of to break everything open, and then kind of look over to Helix and be like, "Ah, uh, Helix, I might uh, might need your hand over here." I can give her hand after I look into Jerry's processing, if if anything's salvageable. So I'll say, with the two of you together, you put your heads together. And in the time it takes Menton to kind of patch himself up. And so we're talking like, you know, you're probably here 20 minutes or so, 30 minutes or so doing this kind of stuff. I'll say the two of you, no role necessary. You can you can break down the salvageable sections. Helix, you would be able to know what to look for. Liko probably has some decent skills in how to, like, disassemble parts of the so you're not having to carry the whole body around uh you're trying you know you're only carrying around the various like maybe you're just carrying the head around here and there that kind of thing uh but i would say you have the last remnants of jerry you have his logic core and you have uh you have his his pp his uh his his personality processing unit those two things combined could be potentially implanted into another android or some other system to potentially find him again somehow. Quick question. Uh, for the yeah. patching of myself, 
Um, I combine the field medicine plus my intellect, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. We have our own little kind of special rules for healing that I dropped in the. Where is it? I don't know where I put it. In the rules and such yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. Go ahead and go into the. Well, I that. posted a f- first aid kit because that's what I was going to be using, which just has basically like the depleting. It's a depleting thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we're playing it. Okay. Okay, so you have you have his head. Reed and, and Abby, what have you been doing while Menton's patching himself up and while Lego and Helix are performing this salvage surgery? Uh, Abby's really distressed about them digging into Jerry's body. Uh, so she's trying to be cool about it but she's not so she's mostly just awkwardly hovering around Dr. Menton mm-hmm. and like critiquing what he's doing and saying you're doing that wrong but she's not helping <laughs> I'm sorry I'm patching myself up and you're criticizing my own work against me don't you have something to be doing somewhere else that isn't here what are you talking about did you not witness like fucking monarch talk to us and shit I mean why are we still here well I wanted to rest back at camp but we didn't make time for that so you're asking the wrong person um but I mean a million bucks sounds kind of nice I could probably better clothes or maybe get my license back that'd be kind of cool assuming we make it out of here did you like the likelihood of us surviving is like not not non-existent so why why does a million credits really worth it and like you'll watch as she like gets into her pack and she gets out scissors and she's like reaches for your head like can i help trim this up (laughs) i've lost i've lost enough hair thanks we're just gonna unless you're good no we're good i have bald spots like i I don't think cutting my hair is going to make it look any better unless you're going to like glue what you cut into the patches I'm missing, but I don't think that's going to work. I don't have glue, but maybe blood would work. Like I, I'm going to pass on that. I, there's, I've seen enough blood. We've got the Holy Diver over here and Jerry over there. Okay. And then like, and then at that point, Abby just kind of stops, but she's holding the scissors and she's just like opening and closing them and opening and closing them as she's standing over you. And like, that's it. So when Abby references Jerry, um, so like Helix has kind of finished Jerry and we sort of have, uh, have the head there. You're going to see Liko is just sort of muttering to Jerry. Um, and just like, I don't, I don't understand why you're just being such a pain in the ass. Like, you had your own personality, you were kind of doing your own thing. That was cool. It was interesting. And then, I don't know, you were just being a jerk. I don't know why. But we're gonna, we're gonna put you back in somewhere else. Not that buddy. That buddy. Yeah, that one's gone. Sorry. Hope you weren't too particularly attached to it. But we're gonna find you something different. And she's just sort of off the corner, just sort of having a little chat with Jerry's head. Uh, Reed would also be very distraught about Jerry. Uh, so he would be hovering as they're doing the surgery as well. And I think he would, uh, start like trying to say a couple like solemn words like Jerry, we, we hardly knew you, but 
you were a good man and uh well and then he would just start singing amazing grace because he doesn't know what else to do <laughs> amazing <laughs> we got grace. it we can, we, can, we can go past it <laughs> i can i can get all three wrong verses <laughs> okay all right um 20 30 minutes pass everyone's a little on edge it's been a little while since you've heard a chime you've probably been in this room for 30 to 40 minutes at this point now there are three different ways that you know of out of this room you know that one of them goes back the way you came which is uh, through crawling through a vent back to the executive washroom you know that another uh, takes you into this massive chamber uh, with all sorts of different like filtration systems. Lico, Abby, that's where you left the bodies of your, uh, and, and respectively, Lico, uh, I think it was your cousin, Glenn, an art teacher, and Abby, it was your Aunt Vicky. Uh, their bodies are still in there. It's also where Helix and Leo uh, found a dead diver uh, in, like, grinded into a, uh, uh, into a, uh, like, these different gears. Um, and you also know that there's another path here that that's last that you, that's the last time you went through is with those chosen androids that takes you into the the room uh, the visitor shrine with the, the flesh statue. You also have a bag uh, of this person's items and things. I you know so and like then there's their body too and like they have like pockets and, and things like that as well. So you could always like scour the corpse as well. Yeah, I know we found like notes to advanced systems on him. Do we get an idea of like what he was down here for? The same thing they sent us for? You found a uh, you found a letter uh, that was not addressed uh, to you all. Uh, although Leo is referring to him as Holy Diver, when you look at the letter, that is again the exact same wording as it was that Deborah Stoniark sent to you. It's addressing a person by the name of Samuel Spunkmeyer. Uh, and you also, and then that's that, like, and they were carrying a bag, and you kind of entered the bag, and that's where all of those different items were. Uh, if you go through, they do have a few things in their in their pockets and stuff. As you go through them, um, you do find a wallet uh, of some kind with a cred card, like a cred chip, basically. Um, you find what looks like a holo a hollow projection. Uh, as you kind of pull up the card, you can see like a, a family photo kind of grun, you know, grimly kind of pops up of a wife. There's two kids, a boy and a girl. And there's a dog, and there's Mr. Spunkmeyer, presumably. You find a bloodstained ID card uh, that seems to be bearing the name Samuel Spunkmeyer. The logo and name of the company, though, has been worn away, uh, and there's only a capitalized E uh, in Open Sans font. When you take a look at the cred the the cred card you kind of like run it through your own kind of personal scanner it has 3445 credits on it but that's all Felix, do you tell the, us that you found stint. some credits of course i have no reason to withhold that information <laughs> yes, for me, that's a lot of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I 
so Abby's definitely against going in the room with like the giant statue. Uh, so which way would you guys prefer to go? Wait, it's giant stat giant statue room is the one with the filters in there, right? No. no. The giant statue is the one that goes back towards Eden uh, with all the flesh pillars and stuff where there's a room outside of that antechamber that had like a big old 10 foot tall statue made of pseudo flesh. Go through the filters. All right. Come on, guys. It'll all be right. fun. <laughs> okay. Liko wants to Says see... the next android. <laughs> um, is there any anything that we can just sort of um, I'm looking for a piece of fabric or something to kind of put over this uh, gentleman that we uh, murdered. There's no fabric, uh, but you notice in the corner of the room there is a coffin that is perfectly sized for Samuel Spunkbine. No, there's nothing like that in here. Uh, <laughs> you don't see any cloth. It's <laughs> like, wait, how did we miss Sorry, that? Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. We, we used to play Delta Green. <laughs> you probably think that was true. Uh, <laughs> no, you look around, you don't, you know, no, there's nothing in terms of cloth. Nothing in here looks particularly salvageable. There is another body in here. So, I mean, you could drag that body on top of this one. So. Also, Jerry had clothes. He got what they deserved. The I was about to say, the box is already covered. covered in clothes, so it's clo- it's it's got fabric on it. Well, okay. okay. Then I... What, he uh, murdered Jerry. Why are I, you even worried about it? He had a family. Didn't you see the... Like, he got... Probably sucked into the same thing we got sucked in and like we're all just gonna be here just killing each other and then what good was that that's a really difficult question to be asking given the circumstances I'm more curious why the letter's a carbon copy of what we all got what if what if this wasn't an actual job I was thinking the same thing what if we're just sent here to be farmed like some kind of crop just feeding the machine. You think Literally. it was some kind of like scam email, like you know, like the 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 Nigerian prince type thing? No. Yeah, we're a little bit further like the, than Nigeria. If you don't send this, you'll be cursed. Your mom, you know, kind of thing. Well, I think you should ask Arcadia or Arcadia about it. The letter is it is signed. Just remember that. It actually has a signature of Deborah's Dunyark on it. All right, so you push into the, right. the filtration, filtration room. room. Okay, you move in, and uh, again, it's it's very dark, uh, so you have to whoever's got flashlights or something, you get those out, and you can hear the sounds of machinery going again, the various pistons. If you remember the last time you were here, the body had been uh, had been sort of had ground the machinery to a halt in one section and then when Helix and Leo removed it and left it nearby things kind of started moving again so you can you can hear it's much noisier now uh, than when the first time you were in here you get about 20 feet in and it's it's very tight quarters initially because of all the machinery that's that's shifting and moving about and you can see your your lights are kind of reflecting off various uh, burnished metals and you notice that laying in the ground, uh, almost where you left them, uh, are the bodies of your cousin Glenn, Liko, and your aunt Vicky. However, there is one difference. They have been moved ever so slightly. Uh, and you can see that there is 
There's some markings on the ground uh, where their bodies are. Uh, Abby would go, what are the, she wants to see what the markings are. Okay. Um, so when you kind of stand over and you kind of shine around, you notice that there's this big like circle that seems to have been drawn around them. Like really, really big, like a good couple feet in diameter. And it all looks to be in some kind of oil, like just sort of the smeared circle. You can tell it's still wet and sludgy. And you can see that where the bodies are, they're basically kind of horizontal on sort of the top part of, of the body. Or excuse me, of the of the, the circle, excuse me. And then you can sell you can see that underneath them there is this kind of curved half moon line. It almost seems like this whole thing is making a smiley face uh, with the bodies uh, of your aunt and your cousin as the eyes. Is the the material um, used for this in any way similar to the teddy bear graffiti? No, I mean, you, from the you, other room? you get down, you take a Swiss... No, it's machine grease, oil... It's whatever is used to lubricate these these machines. I this this is just disgusting. I, I, who, who the fuck did this? I, I don't. And uh, realizing because not everyone was here at the time, just explaining like that's that's my uncle. That's your uncle. Yeah, it is. That's my aunt. Reed, when you look down at the. Uh, at the figure that Liko identifies as her uncle, but is in fact your cousin, by the way, not your uncle. That's oh, God, here we go. Reed, you you noticed a couple things. First of all, you notice that the hands, uh, much like we've talked about before, are, are a little different. Like the fingers are, are synthetic, and it looks like they're kind of covered in some sort of weird kind of pasty substance. But then, Reed, you kind of tilt your head and you look at the face a little bit as it the head kind of cocks like kind of flops back over a little bit as as you know they're kind of being inspected ever so slightly and you recognize this and then suddenly a memory just just rushes back into your head of art class you were a kid you think you remember a table you remember wet clay you remember making a mug and you remember this figure standing over top of you instructing you on how to properly score the clay when you splice together multiple multiple pieces I this this is my art teacher I failed that class yeah I they they were they they were trying to make me make a mug and I I gave it I remember I gave it to my daddy and he thought it was an ashtray and I I start going through my pockets for those uh, clay shards no 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 this this body this body here that's my cousin that's my art teacher what Leo what what a small who world. do you see is this somebody Liko? you know? Liko and Reed, go ahead and hit that private button that sends stuff to me. 
Yes. Done. I just, it's a body. I just see two bodies there. But what a small world this is. Your cousin was an art teacher? That's crazy. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. All yeah. right, hold on. Let's <laughs> think this through. How, how old are you again, Reed? I'm 33. Can I tell about how old the body of her of Lico's cousin is? Yeah, you take a look at it. Um, you'd probably peg them little, maybe in their 40s. Older cousin. It doesn't make any sense. This is a 40-year-old person. They'd be seven if they were... It, well, actually, I guess if you dial the clock back, maybe. But I find it highly unlikely. I mean, I, I was held back a few years. But yeah, it, it, this is definitely it. I, <sighs> Lico wants to look around and see if, if that body that was in the gears is still in the gears. No, we took uh, it out. Okay. I mean, that's a little further inward. You have to kind of... This is, again, there's a massive room. It would take a while. Yeah, like, so yeah, you're, you're going to go further in. That's fine. Uh, you can head in. Um, so, Liko, what's... So, what's something... What's a memory you have of Glenn? The time you spent with Glenn? Your cousin. Um, the art teacher. Slash, <laughs> slash uncle. <laughs> Uh, it's that sort of family. So let's say I'm going to go with um, there was a park. So we kind of lived kind of close by to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so like park with like a swing set and like kind of one of those like dome things you kind of climbed over. Um, and so just just lots of time, you know, just, you know, seeing who could swing higher and that kind of thing. And that's when you were young, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You uh I'll tell you this, as you're walking further into this this filtration area, right? You hear the the, the horrible banging of pumps and gears as they kind of grind around the, the entire ground is sort of like humming with a, a certain vibration. You start walking back through everything you remember about Glenn and that time when you were in you know, when you were teens, you did this, and then you know, when you guys were like early twenties, and then you're, and then at one time at that, and that, and that one time at that, that one time at, that one time, and then you realize you don't have any memories of adult Glenn in your mind right now. They're just not there. Like you're just like you just, your brain is just not firing properly. Maybe it's the stress. But you try to think back to the times in which you spent. Like, no, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. Otherwise, how would I recognize his face, right? Like, there's no possible way. Like, you know, no, 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 no. And you just can't think of the last time. As an adult, you had time spent with Glenn. Ah, uh, I, I. Can we say that uh, Liko is still? Uh, carrying Jerry like in her bag yeah um, so at this point you could say I would say you can carry his head in mm-hmm. like a, another separate section so so essentially you have his logic core his face 
and his person his PPU, his personality processing unit. So I think as long as Liko is carrying Jerry, this is going to be how she like processes things out loud. And so she's just going to just kind of going to be muttering to herself like I like I, re- I remember the swings, but there there were there were other things we've we've done. Why can't why can't I remember the other things? I, I remember the the park, and I remember the why why can't I? Rem- there were there were. I mean, I can't think of them right now, but but there were things, and you just sort of, she just sort of is walking by something that she just kind of just punches whatever nearby piece of metal she's walking by, and it's not going to do good things to her hand, but she's just frustrated with her, like sure, just not so yeah, it hurts. Right. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna break anything, but eventually, a couple minutes climbing over and weaving through, it's not like there's clear paths necessarily especially now that the machinery is moving it's actually kind of dangerous here and there sometimes you have to be a little bit careful you make it to the the place that you know Menton and, and Helix described in terms of where they found the diver body and yeah the diver body's still there it's it's horrific to look at like it it was partially ground between gears like these huge heavy machinery gears that you would be familiar with this is this has happened before. Like you, you probably either, maybe you saw it or maybe you're with a, a company that did it or you've heard about it, whatever. Like, uh, sadly, this has happened before. And this body's just completely torn up. Um, but they're, yeah, and, but, they're, and then, but everything's moving just fine. Liko just wanted to make sure that this wasn't like an apparition earlier and it wasn't sort of this body or person that kind of did that art over there. So that's what she was looking to do and so then she's just going to be muttering to Jerry again like I don't I don't understand and she'll walk back to the group mm-hmm. uh, well what is everyone doing while Liko does that because that doesn't take that's not instantaneously so what is everybody else doing I think I'd be going with Liko okay so Reed you follow follow Liko what are the other three doing when we were here last time I don't think we made all the way through so maybe I'll be at the other end, checking out that area. Okay, so like searching around, see if you can find another way out. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then Abby and, and Leo. Abby will be going along with Helix, but she's on high alert for um, the Chosen. Can Leo try and find out, is there an obvious cause of death to the two uh, bodies in the smiley face? Yeah, so they were... Uh, like their heads were kind of caved in. You can oh, tell. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they were impaled against the wall. And they were. And remember, they're wearing the uh, the troubleshooter, the the mercenary gear that shot Reed. Uh, do the was I was I acquainted enough with the butcher or whatever that thing was? Does it look like something it would have done to them? Um, I don't think you had a ton of time with them. No, uh, I think the only people who had a close-up view of Re- of uh, of the butcher were Reed and Liko and maybe Abby, um, because you were kind of in a different different area when that whole thing went down. Okay, so Doctor Menton will call out to Reed and be like, "Hey, Reed, uh, that giant robot with all the different weapons on it—did it have anything that could cave a skull in by any chance?" Uh, it had something that would split a skull, and it had uh, giant fucking feet that it could crush something. Yeah. 
wondering what got these two. Doesn't seem like anything an android would use, though that giant behemoth thing is the only thing I think of. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't remember it having anything like that, but, you know, who knows? It might have just grabbed a pipe or something. I think Leo will just continue to hang around the bodies and see if there's like anything he can piece together or work out and just like investigate. Yeah, sure. That, that sounds fine. Um, go ahead and roll if you would like. Uh, you can just roll straight up int. Uh, you can add uh, if you have any kind of investigation or like kind of medical knowledge type skills, you can add that as well. Uh, Helix, by the way, as you're journeying across, all of you, by the way, it sounds like you're splitting up because it sounds like Liko and Reed are towards the middle of the room where the grinding metal gears are. It sounds like Helix went to the far side of the room as he's looking for another another place to go. Abby, were you going with Helix or are you staying at the bodies? I forgot. I'm sorry. I was going with Helix. Okay, so so Helix and Abby are kind of all, and then Leo, you're by yourself as you remain with the bod uh, the bodies. Yeah. Uh. Helix and Abby, you do in fact find another way out of this room. Um, you actually notice that there is this fairly um, fairly large um, another one of these kind of like I don't want to call them vents, but they're more this sort of pipe opening. Uh, and, it, and, it's, and it is quite large, not to the point where you can fully stand up, but you can kind of like crab walk through it. Uh, but it's this industrial circular pipe entry. You can tell that there were some sort of bars uh, that were put in place of it. Uh, like some, like you, you would imagine at some point sewage might have flown through, thrown through here, but it doesn't seem to be doing so currently. And you can tell that someone or something has like ripped the bars apart. Uh, but this seems to be the other way out, another way through. Uh, you, you circle around the room and you don't find anything else like in terms of ways out uh, Leo how'd you do on that roll I rolled a 41 which is good because that's below the 77 I needed okay uh, so if you spend some time sort of taking them out of their armor doing like a full on investigation you will notice that all of their digits their fingers and then their toes are synthetic. Other than that, like they're they're very clearly discolored and synthetic in some way. Like they are not um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, are they? Um, they don't have that kind of the any any sort of suggestion of, of of being being real and biological. The second thing you notice is that there was. Um, kind of a small little hideaway chamber uh, in uh, in the the armor in the back. Like it looks like you would think it probably is maybe for some sort of cuffs or something like that. But when you kind of unclasp it as you're trying to remove the armor, you notice inside there appears to be a plastic toy uh, that, as you hold it up, it looks like a like a station of some kind. And now, as you start to examine it, you realize it looks. Well, that looks just like the station that you're in, the deep that you recall seeing on your approach. Okay. Um, uh, the question one about... Thing. There's one oh. other thing. Okay. Uh, also, uh, you notice as you 
kind of remove the helms, like you kind of break them down, which are, it's not easy to do because their heads have been caved in. So you're kind of breaking them. You notice that um, on the the head of Aunt Vicky, the one side has been caved in, but the other side you notice is is patchy, as if the hair has been ripped out in small patches, much like your own head. So they were stressed out before they died, okay. Like, exactly like the pattern in which Leo is missing his hair? Well, I don't think he could tell that, because he can't look at... He doesn't... He can't see himself. Oh, I drop enough ass, probably could. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be ayahuasca in here somewhere. Uh, okay. Uh, so what, I interrupted you. So what were you going to say? Yeah, the... So... Do the digits look like they were grafted on, or do can I see like any scars, or or like is it just like mm. a seamless transition from synthetic to natural? You can tell that they were likely sort of laser grafted. Uh, I'd say being a medical professional yourself, uh, there's no there's nothing so crude as like stitch marks, uh, but oh. you can very clearly tell that these things were like this this isn't uncommon the idea of replacement limbs and things like that like you've seen that you're a doctor okay so that's that seems to be what's happened here gotcha cool okay uh so then helix nabby you're by this 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 entrance Liko and, and reed you're by the center of the uh, of this room and all of you are now completely spread apart and it's very noisy in here meaning you probably can't hear no each other if you were to. <laughs> you've never heard <laughs> it, you've never heard me scream before. <laughs> just have to follow our noses. Okay. Right, Abby, uh, stay here. I'll go with the others. What? This is the way through. I'll let everyone know. Yeah, Unless I you guess. prefer to come with, that's fine too. I mean, it, it looks like something broke through here. Well, considering the only exit we've found, probably forced the way through. Yeah. And uh, Abby will stay. Okay. Well, well, yes. right. <laughs> okay. Abby stays. Uh, Helix, you go and you fetch. You find Liko and Reed first as they're finishing up near the center. And like that would be the first, first two that you run into. Uh, so Liko, Reed... You see Hillix show up. Abby's waiting by an exit. You guys can go catch up to her. I'll find Dr. Benton. All right. We can do that. Okay. You go. You find Abby. She's there. Helix. She's missing. She ran down the tunnel. (laughs) At least you think it's Abby. Certainly. Doppelganger check. Looks like Abby. I don't know. Uh, but then you find, Does and, 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 and then like he likes you. <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, he likes. Then you find Leo as he's examining the head of Abby's aunt. Let him know we've we've got a way through. Say, uh, Helix, check this out, and I hand him the toy station. Looks an awful like this, awful lot like the station we're on, doesn't it? Oh yes, if I recall. Strange that that was on the bodies. Also, looks like uh, I don't. I don't know. Did they mention anything about their relatives and them having any synthetic parts? Because all of their digits are synthetic, which is interesting. 
not something you go into detail in. Fair enough. They were just sharing war stories about they were my teacher, they were my cousin's uncle, they were whatever. So I don't know. That's I don't know. I'll I'll come with you. <laughs> and we'll just take them back. Okay. And you make it back to them without any any issue. Uh, the three of you who are waiting, it takes them about 10 minutes to come back between the time it takes Leo to kind of finish up his examination and then sort of traversing all the machinery. And in that time, it has been loud. You've been looking down that tunnel. You don't hear anything necessarily coming from it. It's very dark. It doesn't smell great. Nothing around here smells great. But otherwise, nothing has happened. Lego's going to turn to Abby um, and she's going to be like, you know, I've been, you know, with seeing Glenn back there, I I can't remember, like, I've known him my whole life, but I, I can't remember, like, adult things we've done together. I, I know, I know we did things, I know we had to do things. Do you remember your aunt? Do you still, like, remember her and things you did together? And are you, where is Jerry's head? Are you still holding it? I, <laughs> I'm imagining like it's just, it's in my bag. Okay. If it's not out invisible, then Abby will talk to you. Yeah. Like I was, uh, I was, <laughs> good call though, but I was very clearly directing this at you, not Jerry. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, if you had him out, but you were still talking oh, to me, I, I would not have talked to you. I see. Um, yeah uh the only thing i i she she bought me something i i think it was a car but i I can't i can't remember what happened to it it's just i why are we still here uh million creds i think I mean, we ain't gonna leave now. I mean, we got this far. We're we're gonna stay. We're gonna we're gonna finish it out. And if it makes you feel better, Liko, I remember your cousin real well, and he was a real dick. So you ain't missing much. I and like she wants to argue with you, and then just feels like she doesn't know enough to argue with you. I I hope that's not true, but I just don't remember. I mean, we know um, about, it's called deep sickness, right? Or is it called something else, Jeff? What, what do you mean? When you start losing your memories. Uh, they, it was referred to as the bends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems really early for us to be getting the bends. I don't feel all bendy. I think we're okay. No, it refers to memory loss. Forgotten about that. I guess that makes me feel... That's another thing you're forgetting? I just misremembered, didn't forget, but yeah. Okay, I'm just keeping, keeping track. Well, ladies, 
you're both worrying too much. As long as you got me here, you ain't got nothing to worry about. I, I'll, I'll take care of you both. You done more bleeding than either one of us have. What are you talking about? You're welcome. Ah. Uh, well played. Yeah, I can't die, so I take the hit so you don't have to. We're all good. And Liko kind of looks at Abby and just sort of like rolls her eyes. I imagine like, Liko and Abby are like directly facing each other and like Rita's standing outside but like trying to join the conversation. Abby's having a hard time keeping eye contact with people and she's really uncomfortable and she's just scratching at her wrists and her forearms until like it starts to draw blood and she'll check it and she's like, okay. And then she's like, should, should we, should we go? That's when Dr. Minton walks up and the first thing he says to both of you, when did your relatives replace their hands and feet with synthetic stuff? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, did, I didn't even know she worked for that fucking company that the, the uniform she's wearing. Well, it was kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know. Uh, here's a toy. Uh, and a, one of them had it on him like some sort of like Cracker Jack prize. I was uh, examining the bodies and that popped out. Looks like the station we're on. From inside the bodies? No, no, like on the little stormtrooper pack on the back of their armor. God, freezing. You and do like, know you're bleeding, right? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Normally blood's supposed to stay inside, but okay. Well, which, which one of them had it? I don't know. I was busy looking at their skulls and stuff. There were only two of them. You can't keep track of which Look, of I pay attention to bodies. I don't dead. pay attention to toys. And like Relatives? Abby's going to shush you because you guys are talking loud. The Chosen are too nearby to be loud. They can't hear us over the sound of the filtration room filtrationing. You don't it know that. It's incredibly. I'm having to yell so that you can hear me. I'm pretty yeah, you sure you guys aren't okay. whispering. You guys are talking at fairly high, high, high volume. Just right next to a large. Yeah. Like, we're like or yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Abby's still like. We need to be more quiet, <laughs> even though this thing's really fucking loud. Fine, let's just go. Who fucked up this door? All right. So, are you guys going through this? Uh, yes. This pipe. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. So you travel, you travel through, and it is, it is a couple, it's a fairly long tunnel that has a 90 degree turn in it. And you can tell it's kind of sloping ever so slightly. You think downwards, like ever so slightly. It feels like that. It feels like you're going ever so slightly downhill. And then you just kind of travel again, this long, and you're, you're pretty sure you might be going parallel at this point to that that filtration room and then it has another 90 degree turn and then then you notice how it kind of weaves out into what looks a series of pipes that are kind of all interconnecting each of them kind of going and splicing out in different directions and so at first it just felt like this really long zigzag straightforward no no particular way to go and eventually you got to what looked like a nexus of a dozen different pipes all seeming to interconnect going in different directions who the hell knows in which direction you should be going now? Uh, 
It's a uh, helix. You memorized. Wait, do we have the map from this floor? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like you have. Can we use helixes internal uh, when you memorize it? Can we use that to help us navigate? Yeah, that's a good thing. If helix wants. Hey, to. helix. Can you uh, use your digital brain to reconstruct where we go? Of course, yeah. I've got the layout right here. And I'll look into it. Okay, so you... You notice that if you... Like, there's, like, a couple different paths you can take. There's little switchback pipes and things like that. And you know that these all kind of connect, you're pretty sure, to this to a chamber. And so you start weaving around and kind of moving out these smaller tunnels... But as you start getting closer to that small chamber where all of these different pipes kind of lead to, you all start to notice on the walls of the pipe, the interior of this, this sort of these, this dark burnished, you know, burnished metal, you can see that there are all these different childish uh, murals, to, for lack of a better, uh, better word. And as you're, you know, as you're moving through, you realize that, like, all of the murals are featuring like androids that are just being utterly torn and ripped apart uh, into pieces and some of them being burned and shot by unseen assailants. You just see like gunfire raining down. No idea where it's coming from. You see big old sweeps of fire coming out from the side of the horizon, but you don't see where it actually comes from. That's not drawn. And you can see something ripping them apart as well. Same sort of same sort of deal, but you can't quite tell where it's from. Meaning where the that that sort of damage is coming from. The art looks kind of like the skill of a child in doing the yeah. drawing. It is not there's nothing particularly great about this. And it's in all and like you can tell it's most some of it's in dirt, some of it looks to be in paint, some of it looks to be in inks. It's kind of got all sorts of different colorings to it. As you look a little closer, Liko, uh, which is I'm assuming what you are doing now that you're, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you notice that above the piles of these android bodies, you see that there are people that uh, there are other android bodies that seem to be being led into or out of, I should say, this steel cave, and you can see they're kind of being led into tunnels. You're not sure if they're similar to the ones that you've been kind of traversing and traveling this weird little curving network of tunnels. But you can see this benevolent steel hand, just the hand itself. It's just like just outside the composition of the mural that seems to be leading them forward into these tunnels. Go ahead and take a stress. Uh, yes. Sure. Done. Do we have to roll whenever we take a stress or just... No. Stress. On instead. There are certain times where it's a roll, certain times not. In this case, it's just a straight up stress. Okay. So does looking at that help me kind of with a, a a direction, kind of like look at the art, look at the pipes, look at the art, look at the pipes, and see does that kind of help with um, kind uh, of our well, next he, steps? No, I mean Helix knows which way to go. It's just you're oh, seeing okay. this as you're as you're traveling there. If we need help, apparently we the steel hand is whatever the steel hand means that's that's what is help i don't i don't understand i think if we need help we just rely on each other you can rely on me i'll take care of that i I got a real firm fist you could call it a steel hand (laughs) 
So as you continue, Helix, you kind of, the, some of the tunnels are getting tighter. You're squeezing, you're walking. Some of them you can stand up. You eventually see the tunnels kind of open up, and you can see a chamber ahead. But as you're about to enter into this chamber, this where you know is like this this sort of nexus of all these uh, all these entryways, you notice there's something or someone standing right in the middle of the tunnel, like blocking the path into that that chamber up ahead. When you look at them, they have the appearance of what you would think is like a factory worker. You see a helmet, like a worker's construction helm on. You see safety goggles of some kind. You see the strap is on. Looks like what should be reflective gear. But as you look at them, you see them like kind of flicker in and out of kind of existence in some way. And as you get a little closer, they look to you and they have some sort of like wand thing up. They kind of hold it and they say, like, this area is off limits. You can't be here. And all of you are fairly certain this looks very much like that same creature, Liko, you encountered. I guess, Liko, you would be the one who's seen this. Reed as well. Likely one of the ghost creatures. And you see them kind of flickering and shifting in and out. But they're just kind of standing there, blocking the way forward. Uh, so they're not like a physical manifestation sort of just like a hologram if you would like to go try to touch it and see if it's a physical yeah, manifestation please yeah, do. don't, don't, don't touch it don't touch it uh, stay away from there uh, Lico, you remember this thing like what helix is there another way around so the only way the map led me to from this, this direction you know that the room that you're going to has at least, they connects to at least one other room, but you don't know another way unless you actually were to go all the way back around and through that kind of chosen android section. Like, this is the only right way you can go by avoiding these the, the chosen androids. Do you know what this is, Reed? Why, why are you stopping me? Yeah, yeah, we, we saw one of these uh, uh, ghosts, uh before and uh, it it, it, it packs a punch. Like physically? Yeah, yeah, well, no. But yeah. I'll look into myself. I'm not sure I understand. So I'm going to disregard Reed and just inspect it a bit. Okay, so you're going to get close <laughs> to it? I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, like, you get up close and they, they repeat what they were saying. Like word for word sounds the same. This area is off limits. You can't be here. And as you get closer and closer, they say it again. This area is off limits. You can't be here. And you get right up next to them. And they're still saying it. And they still, like, you see them bringing up some sort of, you're not sure what it is, some sort of wand. What would you like to do? You're standing just a few feet from them now, maybe three or four feet. Yeah, can you tell me why it's off limits? This area is off limits. You can't be here. Uh, I'll stick like my hand through where he's waving. So you reach the hand out uh, to kind of try to reach through them. And as you do, you watch as they lunge forward, kind of clawing at you with that hand that's 
got that wand piece as they swing it down through you, but also lunge their body forward to the point where they just themselves push through you. It. I need you to roll sanity save. Welcome, Midnight Creation. Welcome, Raiders. Uh, thank you so much for that raid, Midnight Creations. We really do appreciate it. Hope you're having a good night. I'm about to kill an android with a holographic projection. That's where we're at. <laughs> so I have to hit a 17. It's a D100, I believe. I got an 18. Pretty close, but not enough. Okay. So this is how it looks to you, Helix. You see as it reaches out with the wand and it just thrusts down through you. You feel the wand. It's not so much just a wand, but some sort of metal like device, a tool, as it rips through your chest, and you just see a burst of pseudo milk and inner synthetic networking and hardware just rupture out, spit out to the ground. And they kind of push through you in the process of doing it. So then they're behind you. You're going to take. Oh, no. One. 11 points of damage. Do we see this too or just Helix? Uh, no, all of you see this. Uh, and all of you go ahead and roll a sanity save. But Liko, uh, Corporal Reed, you can roll this with advantage. Oh, goodness. Oh, right, very sorry. nice. TR, very nice. Very cool. I I, uh, at it. <laughs> I failed my sanity save, and that also means my trauma response kicks in, so you all gain one stress because of this. Oh, gosh, you guys are good. Oh, what is Leo doing this time? What is he doing this time while he's freaking out? Um, well, what do I see since I failed my... Do I just see You it see the same thing I just him? described. You see oh. this creature just like slash through Helix and Helix's insides just rupture. And you see pieces of his is sort of the vacuum tubes and things that are inside of him. The cabling just wrench free. The synthetic intestines f- just f- flop to the ground. You see it and you see blood like the, the pseudo milk blood just pouring everywhere. Oh, um, God. I haven't seen this much cereal milk come out of me. <laughs> could I, uh, can I just like panic fire all of the shots out of my revolver or would that risk hitting anyone? I want to do uh, more for just like flavor and depleting the weapon. Uh, I think it would be great, but let's, let's, let's see what everybody else is doing too. And so then we'll kind of figure out what everyone is at. So Liko incorporated, you had advantage on this. How'd you two do? Uh, yeah, I had advantage. I needed an 18, and I got a 20. Okay. Oh, Nico? No. Uh, I passed. Uh, because okay. of the advantage, I did not get a crit fail, and I instead got a 5. Liko, you... All you see is this holographic ghost-like figment just push through Helix harmlessly. Uh, but you see Helix panicking. You see Menton raising his revolver. Abby, how did you do? Oh, I failed horrifically. Yeah, you see the same thing. Helix's Helix, Helix's guts on the ground. He is uh, as this thing is is hacking away at him with some sort of weird. And again, construction workers got some weird kind of in, industrial tool. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say, Reed, for the first round, you think this is really happening? 
And so we're, we'll say this is first round of combat. Helix, you step forward. You've done your action. Your blood's kind of down. So, Leo, you're going to fire. Uh, now, You are, are you firing at this ghost thing? Yeah. Okay. So that's what you're doing. Liko, what do you want to do? Um, so Liko doesn't see anything happening to Helix. That's correct. He looks so fine. You see, Le- like you get the, you look around, you can see Menton's got the gun up, eyes wide with terror, <laughs> one hand filled with hair. He's um, screaming, just yeah, just yeah. screaming so loud. So Liko wants to grab kind of whoever is closest to her and just try to run through and just kind of okay. run past this and just yell uh, like nothing is happening. It's a, fine. A I can't be on my own screaming. Okay. It'll be Abby. Abby's closest so to So just you. grabbing Abby's hand and just running okay. to the other side. So okay. I'm a coward. So I need to make a fear test to see if I run the other way or not. Are you still so. suffering from that? Is, isn't that Oh, gone? yeah. Okay. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were over it yet. No, because I got it twice. So I just figured oh, okay. I ex- extended it. Fair enough. Go for it. Um, so I got a 50, so I failed my fear save. So I'm fighting you to run the opposite way. Okay. Um, we'll do contested, uh, strength tests. Strength. So both of you just okay. roll strength. Yeah. Right. And just say whoever, whoever gets the higher is the one who gets to. So if, if Abby gets higher, she breaks, breaks free and starts running back the way you came. They go of you and you, st- you grab her and you start dragging her. Again, uh, lower so is I, better. I passed well, my strength with a five. Well, we'll say lower is better, but like. We'll do blackjack rules, right? Yeah. So, I failed okay. my strength with right, a so 75. Yeah. Okay. So since you failed, Liko passed. Liko grabs you. You don't get very far, but you grab her as she starts to run away. And you start to kind of drag her in the direction of no, where. No, 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 <laughs> it's fine. no. It's fine. Nothing no. is happening. Oh, he it's fine. Oh, my God. He's fine. Reed, what do you want to do? Helix. No, I got you, buddy. And I run up, and I, uh, I I'm gonna try and uh, tackle Helix away from the apparition because, like, it's still sawing at him, right? Or like, yeah, you, as far as you can tell, it's just like hacking through it, like hacking through Helix. Yeah, I, I want to tackle Helix to get him away to safety. Okay, uh, sure. Um, why don't you just roll like a strength test? Um, combat, combat. I'll, yeah, if combat's fine. Uh, if that's right. better for you. That's uh, fine. Do I have athletics in this? Uh, yeah. What about fine. military training for tackling? You could take one of whatever's better. You can take one skill. It, it doesn't matter. I rolled a 98. Okay. Gosh. So you run up to go oh, to tackle Helix. The 90s. And he is a synthetic and fairly heavy. And you smash into him forgetting just exactly how <laughs> thick and sturdy he is. And you just... As your 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 shoulder kind of just cracks a little bit out of, out of sorts and you stumble forwards a bit. You manage to push him a little bit. So now that you and him are both kind of through the ghost, the ghost is turning around, getting ready to hack at Helix some more, or maybe even read now as he's close. Leo, go ahead and roll your shots. They're, strangely enough, it act, you actually have a clear shot now, sort of, uh, with, with Reed and Helix being on the opposite side. Yeah, I have a combat score of twenty four, so that's sixty one failed. <laughs> okay, so you just you just full on. Melissa, I've been watching a lot of Archer lately. Lately, just gonna full on <laughs> suppressing fire. Suppressing fire. Please. I love that. 
It's you know, like, bullet time like the everywhere. rom-com where the bullets are just kind of like outlining the body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the whole okay. time I'm just like... Uh, and then, then Helix, I'll give you an action as well. Uh, now that they've gone and reacted, uh, what do you want to do? How's how's being insane work right now? So I just keep seeing what's happening. For now, you do. Okay. Uh, I'll pick up my guts and try to shove them into me and run away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So reeds like wrapped around you, and you're reaching down to kind of pull up your guts. Go ahead and make a sanity save. Like that Normandy beach scene where the guy picks up his arm. Oh, I got an 80. Wait, do something. Oh Why gosh. did you tell me this was going to happen? And you feel them <laughs> in your hands. Ah! The, kind of the warmth of the like uh, of your, your inner circuitry. Uh, it's trying to be cool, but you can see out of the body, out of the coolant, it's warming up here on the ground. On the ground and you kind of pick it up and start shoving it back in. Uh, and turn around, and you can't get too far, very far because Reed is just like hugging you at this point. Okay, uh, so then the creature's gonna go and do something. I'm gonna fifty-fifty between Reed and Helix. Uh, and I'm gonna... really like digging in, pushing forward, still trying to shove him, just getting nowhere. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so Reed, roll a sanity save at uh, disadvantage. Uh, even with advantage, I can't make it. So with disadvantage, I'm horribly failing. You got this, buddy. No, no, I, I failed, is, is what I'm okay. saying. I my Yeah, I got an 82. So you... You kind of turn, like you, you, you grab on the helix, and you sort of you're trying to move them, and you're trying to, and your head just kind of, as it as it spins around, you lock eyes for a moment with this creature, and they have like the working goggles on and stuff, but you watch as those goggles suddenly glow, and you kind of get lost for a moment as your eyes begin to kind of burn, and anyone helix, you're nice and close. You see Reed's eyes just kind of suddenly wide pupils dilating and you can see as if something is being beamed out of this this apparition oh no read you're 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 getting in as well you see this rush of images read that when you get them it's of a person working what looks to be in a sewer filtration system, perhaps the very one that you just passed through, except that it isn't just someone. It's you. You see yourself. Reed, you got your little construction helmet on, and you're kind of wandering through the tunnels. You're kind of waving at some of the other other workers down here. A couple welders are kind of going, you know, are, are kind of putting together some of these pipes. And... You notice that as you're kind of weaving through this particular this this sort of particular network of tunnels you you can see what looks like these corroded like you can see that there, there's this one section of of a fairly large chamber that despite the chamber being decently large there's this floor that's almost 
like you can tell like there's been like some kind of corroded metal sheets that have been covered that have been stacked over top of it to kind of create a bridge over what looks like this huge pit and you come up to the edge of it and you look down and the pit just goes down for quite a ways and you see light you see movement and you have this memory of just like standing and looking and then falling down this huge shaft and then you wake back up uh, take one point of stress. Permanently reduce your stress by five. So you permanently lose five stress. Or f- excuse me, five sanity. Uh, and then hit that special... Uh, Jeff, I only had 18. Well, now you got <laughs> no. 13, buddy. Uh, and then go ahead and hit that special button for the bins. No. Okay. I'm glad it was you and not me because I only have 15. Oh my goodness. This One really sec. is like a uh, Delta Green rush to zero on sanity here. Reed and I are neck and neck. Okay. I know. Like, I remember the weekly, yeah, like, I checking in. I'm like, where's everybody's sanity score at? I'm still at a pretty comfortable 31 for now. <laughs> okay. I'm at a 52, but I failed all of my sanity checks in this game so far. Oh my god. All right. You're just bad what would Lily. you all now like to do now that the ghost is gone? I'm sh- oh, it's gone. No, meaning it, it's it's gone. It's taken its turn. So what are you all going to do? It seems to continue. I'm still shooting it. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, I you thought it was like too, Reed's <laughs> body. I was like, oh. No, Reed though, the good news is, is that Reed, as you kind of shake your eyes free. You look down on the ground, like as you blink away the lights, and you realize there's no goo on the ground. There's no signs of pseudo milk residue. You look up at Helix's body, and he is completely intact. You imagined all of it, and so is Helix, and so is whoever's freaking out right now. It seems like Liko is the only other person who has recognized what happened. So all of you can now go. What would you like to do? I would say Liko is continuing to kind of drag Abby um, to safety and just just keep saying, Helix is fine. It's it's all in your head. He's fine. Got to get to safety. Okay. So since since you're specifically taking time for that, Abby, Leo, go ahead. Both of you make sanity saves with advantage as you hear the voice of Liko into your mind. Uh, Helix, you can do the same thing, actually. I think Reed would probably uh, just fall to the ground at that point and and start kind of giggling to himself. Like, (laughs) of course it wasn't real. I can't die. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I love Reed. I'm going to miss him. Uh, Abby, how'd you do? (laughs) Uh, With advantage, I got a four, so I passed. and and as you kind of as you as you're pushing away from Liko, Liko kind of forces your face to look. And as you look, you can see first of all, Helix is fine. You don't see any huge gash. You don't see any guts on the ground. There's no signs of pseudomook spillage. Liko's right. Like it looks fine. Um, and like at that, uh, Abby kind of like bursts into tears, and she's laughing. <laughs> Nothing's real. <laughs> and then she's crying. <laughs> Leo, how'd you do? I rolled a one, so I'm good, I think. 
Yeah, you, like, you, you pull the gun up, you're getting ready to fire, and as you do, you kind of, like, everything in front of you, it's like, it's just sort of like this sudden movement of, like, like a fast forward or a rewind where everything just starts to go course correction, and suddenly there's no, there's no splooge anywhere, there's nothing, none of that pseudo milk, none of that, uh, none of that gross inner android synthetics. I said it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and you realize that Helix is fine. Uh, okay. Uh, so then Leo will just kind of like put it. He's still holding the gun, but he like puts his hands like kind of like this on his head and just starts like walking in a circle, just going whoop, whoop. Over and over. <laughs> the ghost is still there, and it does still seem to be threatening both Helix and Reed and yelling at you guys that this place is off limits. You can't be here. Uh, so that is still happening. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, okay, so what is everybody doing then on this round? So Running. I rolled a seven, so oh, I succeeded in my right. stand too. Helix, so yes. I'm sitting there. I hear Liko going, you're fine, you're fine. So I, I'm hearing this. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm going to be fine. That's right. Still scooping in my guts, but then I realize... Wait, I am fine as I feel myself intact. And you, yeah, you look at your hand and there's nothing in your hand. You don't even see any pseudo milk stain from like where you're scooping it up. You look down at your chest, your your torso, everything's intact. But this ghost is still here and it's still yelling at you all. This area is off limits and, and waving this wand at you all. What would you want to do? I'm just going to run from it through this room. Okay. Yeah, you run into the room. That's fine. There's still a lingering scent of hot dog water in the air. <laughs> that is such a terrible smell. When it's been sitting stale for... Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Helix, you're running into the room. You push Reed off. He stumbles to the ground, breaks his neck, and you make it. <laughs> I was already on the ground laughing. He stepped he steps on my on neck. you. <laughs> you just hear the crack. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? I, I think I would need a, a turn to recover from uh, what just happened to me. Uh, I, I'd be giggling and maybe like slowly crawling away, but I wouldn't get far. Okay, so you're laughing and just crawling after Helix. Uh, currently, he is still the closest person to the ghost. What are the three? What are the rest of you doing with your turn? Uh, Leo's going to continue to like hold his head like this, and then he's just going to uh, make sprint straight for where everyone else is, but just do an absolute like. Like a battle cry, but just like one of more insanity, or like I feel like lost my mind rather than bravery. You like okay. trip over Reed. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't even. Yeah, I'm not even paying attention to Reed. So I would say Liko, kind of now that Abby has kind of recovered her, um, at least she recognizes that Helix isn't in danger. Liko's going to go back um, and grab either Reed or Helix, whoever's closer. Uh, it would be Reed. Uh, now, I just want to walk everyone through where you're at. There was the ghost that was blocking the way forward. Helix and Reed kind of pushed their way through. Helix ran, and so he's beyond the ghost reach currently. Reed crawled away. The ghost is still between the three of you and where Reed and Helix are. So the closest people to you, Liko, are Abby and Leo. If you want to get to Reed and Helix, you need to go and navigate this this ghost. Now, Leo, you're running. Leo, you can make a speed test to see if you can just just speed past this this ghost without it doing anything to you. Liko, if you want to do the same thing, that's fine. Yeah, okay. I misunderstood the direction that mm-hmm. I went. Yeah, yep. Abby, what Yeah, do I you thought Liko was going towards the ghost too. 
I didn't make it. I got a 93. Okay. Abby, what um, do you want to do? Yeah, she also wants to get past. She wants to go, like, double-check Helix. Uh, okay. And Ghost of Sewers Past. If you're trying to just, like, run past the ghost, just roll a speed test. Sorry, I'm missing okay. the sound. I'm not really liking some of the music that's popping up. I got to redo my playlist. I fail. 57, and I needed a 33. Liko, how did you do? Uh, I don't know why I always seem to roll this. Um, so I've got a double zero and a zero. So it should be a zero then, right? That's a nat uh, 100. Or yeah, no, it'd be a 100. I, and, I, and I think with this game, zero to 99. But do we, I can't, now I can't remember. Do we actually, do we actually uh, adhere to that? Or do we, I don't think we do because I don't like that. <laughs> I think I do. I think the first session we didn't, and then the there was like the third session where we did, and I don't know what we we landed on. I don't remember. I know. Um, I don't either. Why do you we, have to you do know this, what? We do have a a one lingering audience advantage, so I'm just going to use that and just re-roll. okay. That's fine. <laughs> so then we'll, we'll solve the problem that way. We should we should probably uh, a second zero zero zero. Yeah, figure uh, out. Yeah, she rolls a second one. Okay, thirteen. All right, <laughs> roll the thirteenth. I pass. All right, so Liko, you get by unscathed. However, Leo and Abby, you don't. I'm gonna see which one of which one of you the ghost lunges at next. It's gonna be Leo, screaming uh, bald guy. Leo, you. You run past, and you can see that the ghost, like, as you do, like, you're screaming, "Ah!" this thing swoops in front of you, kind of blocking your path. Its eyes doing that same sort of thing that it did to Reed. Your whole face glows. You slow for a moment as you kind of get into this trance, like, or at least time feels like it slows to you. And you have this, like, memory of walking through the station and, and and again you're struggling is it the construction worker or is it yourself go ahead and roll a sanity save at disadvantage uh 72 so I would have yeah I definitely failed okay uh so you can see like the the figure that you're seeing that you're tracking as they're moving about the tunnels of this station First it's the construction worker, then it's you, then it's the construction worker, then it's you, and then finally it settles on you. And, like, you become fairly convinced that this was your time in here, that you're watching yourself. Take a point of stress, lose... Um, lose one sanity uh, permanently. Okay. Um, and then roll a, roll that special check for me, please. Yeah, it's a, it's a it. Ben's. It's oh. a Ben's check that you, it, it goes to be privately, so it, it's not going to show up for you. Oh, okay. Uh, oh no, it didn't show up actually. Though. Yeah, I didn't hear a roll go through. Yeah, I clicked I it again. So, try to refresh. Yeah, it might Foundry might have might have slowed on you. Yeah, mine disconnected a couple minutes ago. But do you oh, yeah. see, yeah. So what you see is a room filled with all sorts of weaponry. You see all of these like. What looks like automated turrets that you see that are kind of pointing, uh, that are that are that are pointing at these various doors 
you don't recognize the room. The room doesn't strike you as being familiar, but it certainly seems like it has the same architecture, the same kind of the, the coloring of the, the walls are the same, the door styling is the same as some of the sections of um, of the chosen area. And then it dawns on you. You see this kind of like this large set of double doors and you think in your mind, it's the other side of that. You think that's where the chosen king's court might be. So you feel like you've seen what was through those big set of double doors inside the court of the chosen king. Like the the very opposite side, and there's just guns everywhere. There's like defense turrets and things. Like it's this heavily fortified area. And then you come back. Okay. All right. So, uh, but other than that, Abby, Leo, you will get through. Uh, Abby, you get through since like they t- it turns its attention to Leo. Uh, but Leo, you're able to eventually push past, and all of you kind of move into this 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 other chamber. You keep moving, and you can see the thing kind of moves to follow you for a bit. Gets to the edge of the pipe and just screams, "This area is off limits. You can't be here!" And just swipes at the air, and then eventually flickers out <laughs> you, you all see that I, I fell I burned uh, I just can't die <laughs> I didn't I saw what, what did you all see uh, there, it was, there was a ghost and he didn't the ghost didn't do anything he ripped uh. he looks just Cuts out. Yeah, I do remember seeing that. Then I saw a room full of guns and weaponry and stuff. Oh shit, where at? Behind the chosen king. Oh, we gotta find that. No, 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 no. Uh, we no. already found him. Honey so, uh, We, I'm. I mean, th- things like that can't actually hurt you, but other things can, and better guns would actually be useful, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, the little fiasco y'all created with Jerry is pissed off the chosen king. I don't even know if the monarch's protection is going to be enough to repair that. So I'm not going anywhere near him. So. I just want to clarify, they were like turrets, not like handguns. They were like like defense turrets. Got it. Yeah, Leo's, okay. Leo's oh, just saying... Okay. Leo's just, because he's not combat inclined, is just saying like, yeah, weaponry and armor, or weapons and stuff. Understood. So we've moved into a different hallway or a different room now that we got past the ghost. Uh, yeah, you've kind of moved past and through some of those smaller pipes, and now you are in this chamber. Um, so as you look around, you notice that there... Hang on. I actually didn't roll it. Uh, yeah, as you look around... Whoops. Sorry, I'm, like, clicking all the wrong buttons. You notice um, the room is, is largely empty, uh, you do see that there appears to be a another one of these um, kind of larger, th- like kind of vents that 
seems to connect to this separate room. Um, but you also notice a set of like bulkhead door controls in a massive bulkhead door. Uh, when you look at the controls, they are dusty. They look to have been untouched, unused for who knows how long. And then you have this other vent that seems to kind of head on out. Um, and that's what you see immediately upon looking. But this room is is decently large. So when you start spreading out, in addition to finding like that large pipe or vent that kind of goes into a, a, this, this other this other passageway, another one of those things where like the like it looks like there are bars on it, but they were ripped and kind of pulled open. We'll say for this if you're looking at the map that you guys can see. That's that, uh, the one on kind of like the, the eastern side of the room, we'll say. the You came out of the, the vent from the northern side of the room. You see bulkhead doors kind of to the southwest. And then as you search around, you do find a much smaller vent, like the one out of the executive washroom. You have to, you're, you would have to pry a vent covering off and have to crawl like on your bellies, hands and knees, uh, but you do see another one of those as well. Uh, but other than that, you don't see anything else in this room. Well, I mean, the vent less traveled, right? Maybe we should uh, go that way. Well, I mean, Helix still has the map, so... The most direct path he would probably know. On this floor... Was the Minotaur, right? Yes, you're looking specifically for a place called uh, the Labyrinth, uh, which is where Monarch and where you've you've heard like the the Minotaur is like trapped. And do I have any info, possibly where that is? So you have knowledge that the somewhere. I'll go ahead and uh, somewhere on this floor, and you're getting closer, is like the maintenance access that heads to floor three. You know that there is this other chamber, not too dissimilar from the one you're currently in, that is likely the result of going through the pipe entrance with the bent bars. Um, You're not, you have actually no idea what the bulkhead door controls do or where that goes that doesn't seem to be accounted for on the map if you've done your if you've done your math correctly or if you've done your sort of assessment of the map correctly you're pretty sure that it's possible you could reach like the floor three maintenance access by going through like those pipes that head off again we'll say just I know it's not the east but we'll say it's really like the map east uh, into that gutter area. This small vent seems to head to, like you can see, the the entrance is marked uh, on the sort of the engineering schematic you have, but there's just like a completely blacked out, like no fly zone type of deal. You have no idea where it actually goes to. So, so both that big old bulkhead door and the dusty controls in this smaller vent, you're not sure exactly where this goes. It's unclear. I'd be curious where that bulk door entrance heads to then. This is unmarked. 
might jet you right out into space. Well, that doesn't sound fun. But one of these zones is blacked out and a clear wave would just be through the gutter. Well, where's this little vent take us? It says no fly zone. Well, I can't fly and I'll be crawling. Try and open the bulkhead. I'll get this uh, thing open and she'll pull out her spanner and go towards the vent. Uh, yeah, that's easy enough. You can very easily either get the bolts uh, undone in that small vent and kind of pull it off, uh, and you can get down on your hands and knees, and it's just darkness. But, again, you'd have to crawl for wherever it is you're going. And Abby just kind of, like, dusts her hands, and she, like, looks over at Helix to see if he opened the bulkhead or not. Oh, you you want to you want to try to open it? Uh, okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll a heavy. Like if you have heavy machinery, go ahead and do it. Otherwise, go ahead and roll strength. Give Helix the easy one. No, I um, took the easy one. <laughs> that's why I was joking. Strength twenty eight. Forty six. I failed. Okay. Uh, so, I have industrial. Could I assist, or is it too late? Uh, you did say you were going to the yeah. vet. So. Liko can help okay, Helix because yeah. Liko has industrial equipment, so Liko can help Helix. Okay, so you see Helix struggling. Like the controls themselves, like they're they're definitely a little older. They de- they certainly look like they haven't been used in quite some time, and when they have kind of a anachronistic feel to them, they they don't feel like they have the same kind of modern design like some of the other places you've seen within here. Uh, but nonetheless, Ligo, when you move up to the... I mean, you, you know how these things work, and he's he's Helix was basically trying to open the, these doors without, you know, properly undoing the sort of the the lockage, locking mechanisms that are inside the wall. So he's, like, trying to, to get the doors to open when... So the security, like the security pistons that kind of keep the, the doors from flying open are still in place. Uh, and so as you do, you kind of go and you hear the... And you hear the machinery in the walls undo. And then you kind of nod over to Helix. Helix, you start doing the spin, 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 spin. And as you do, you hear... But in addition to that, you hear these klaxon warning sounds start to go off. Like... really extraordinarily loud echoing throughout the whole area you see lights beginning to flash as the the bulkhead door opens up and the the the, the crease is starting to open uh, what do you guys want to do see what's on the other side of this I, I was going to tell you to close it but uh, everybody ready I, like, I thought it real loud yeah, I guess let's do it let's do it uh, Okay, so are you are you running in? It's opening a door into a different room. Are you going in? Helix, you're closest. Uh, yeah, I want to know what's on the other side. Okay, 
Helix, you get up to the door. You start moving through. You hear the klaxons going off. The bulkhead door hasn't even fully retracted into the sockets of its wall. You see in front of you a old auditorium. And you can see that you are... You think you're on the stage, actually, or at least behind the stage as you start to emerge from it. And like you're like you're, you're like the, the doors themselves opened onto a stage and you are on it. You see these these tattered curtains on the left and right. And you see there are dozens and dozens of dead and dying androids all over the place, completely shot to pieces. You see them crawling in the aisles of what looks like the seating arrangements that are uh, that are kind of staring down at the stage that you're walking now through and across. And you see them, like, some of them are, are trying to take cover behind these uh, theater seats. Others are crawling in the alleyway, er, in, the, in the alleys between uh, between different rows of seats. Some of them are trying to, to, to crawl back up. You hear them sort of, like, screaming out, Help! Uh, you hear the sounds of the... Of, machine gun fire <laughs> and you look up and you can see all these different like automatic turrets that are just like firing all over the place on the ground um on the far side like on like the where, where the sort of the end of the auditorium is at the very top you can see there's another set of doors up there uh and i need you to roll a fear save as you see all of these dead and ripped apart and dying. We're talking dozens and dozens and dozens of these uh, these figures. Oh right. gosh! Everyone or just Helix? Uh, you just tell me whether you were going through the door or not. Basically, I would have followed him. Okay, I got a fifty-seven pass. Okay, uh, so you hold it together as you watch this. Uh, Reed, you step through behind him, and you see the same thing. Uh, so again, roll that fear save. Uh, I rolled an 80. I failed. Take a point of stress. Menton, Abby. I'm at 19 stress, guys. Liko, what would you like to do? Uh, um, well, I wouldn't be panicking, would I? Well, like I don't. Well, let me let me see what they're doing first, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Liko and uh, and Leo and yeah, Abby. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the fear test because I think I'm close enough to the door that I would have um, at least looked through, if not completely gone through. So I will go ahead and roll the fear test. Okay. I think Menton wants to hide in the vent that Abby just opened because he okay. has no idea what to and can't, what's going to happen. The yeah, Abby's... are really loud. The doors are really loud, but you also now with them open, you hear the sounds of, of gunfire. At hearing the sound of gunfire, Abby would run up to the door to look through. Okay. To Okay, so you run up to the door, you look through, and you see everything I've said before, and you also notice, uh, and I would say the rest of you notice this as well, you can see that there are five chosen androids that are moving through the aisles in the rows of the auditorium, not getting shot. They are picking up limbs and torsos and ripped apart pieces of these other androids as if they're collecting them and dragging them up to the doors uh, at the top of the auditorium. So Liko passed her fear test, which is why I lost this question since I did pass the test. Does this 
imagery here within this auditorium remind me of what was seen in sort of the childlike art as we were crawling through with like the no. gunfire coming from above no okay uh ever did everyone pass that fear safe that needed to roll it did i need to roll it Reed at the failed. door anybody who sees all of the dead bodies okay. needs to yeah roll i failed safe. okay uh then i would say both of you go ahead and roll roll a panic test now all right well, what do we do for panic so you should just on the if you just want to roll it from the character i think it's just a d20 actually just roll a d20 And let me know what you get. I got an eight. Okay. And what's uh, your? And what's your? Um, go. My fear's twenty, so I passed. Uh. Or sorry. So it's no, you you didn't. You it's underneath. So if you roll underneath what your stress your stress is is what triggers it. Oh you yeah, rolled, my stress is nineteen. 20. I rolled an eight. Right. So you get loss of confidence. Uh, so uh, you, what about you? Uh, my stress is 19, so I didn't have much of a chance. I did fail. I rolled a 16. Um, and whenever I panic, every nearby player must also make a fear save. Okay. So there's a lot of things that are about to happen. First of all, loss of confidence for Abby. You gain a new condition. Choose one of your skills and lose that skills bonus. It's a loss of confidence. You can drag it on your character sheet if you like. That's one thing. Next, with your panic uh, there, Reed, you get rage. You immediately attack the closest crew member until you inflict at least 2d10 damage. If there's no crew member nearby, you attack your surrounding environment. As you see all of these dead creatures in front of you, and there are dozens in this room, anger just begins to swell up at this point. Um, Then... I believe um, everybody else. You said everybody else is a panic. You said, "Yeah, I have a question." Yeah, um, everyone. Sorry, go ahead. Do was I supposed to also get a stress from failing? Yes. So I'm at twenty stress. That's okay. It's it's you get the effect of whatever you roll. So you rolled okay. an eight, and so you you get an eight as long as it's no. But I thought that was a cap for something. No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think anything happens. You get to the cap. I think it's just. It just you opens you up to horribly succeed. bad things. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. And so, so for Reed, it means that everyone else had to do a fear check? Fear save, yes. Fear save, okay. okay. Uh, Liko passed the fear save. You see uh, you see Reed face getting red with anger, like hand whitening. Uh, so you passed. Clenching Helix. my submachine gun. Yeah, clenching the submachine gun. Yeah, I passed sure. the fear. Okay. Uh, so the same thing. Um, I feel like he should do a 50-50 roll. Abby, you got to do it too, actually. You got to roll again. Uh, oh, fear roll again? Fear save, yeah. Oh, this is another d20, right? No, fear save no. is uh, is your stat. Under your fear. A, yeah. yeah. Ooh, 18. I just passed. Okay, so, nice. cool. okay. so who is Reed going to attack? Uh, Abby. Okay. I like it. So Abby, I, I Abby steps Helix. in last and maybe bumps you from behind or something like that as, as you're staring out at this array of horrible, terrible death. Abby, you also need to take uh, stress from seeing a lot of death out here. 
All right. Yeah, I took that one. Okay, Reed, how do you want to handle this? Fucking useless. And I just pull up the submachine gun and just start blasting. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, how much damage do I have to do? It, it says at least 2d10, and my submachine yeah, gun two, does 2d10, uh, so I'm hoping. Yeah, I'll roll it. Let's see what we got. You need to do a total of, it's a six and a nine. You need a total of nine damage. Okay. Well, hopefully one shot will be enough. Okay. She turned around. <laughs> just a just a warding shot to her <laughs> to her thigh really fast. Bumping me. <laughs> Tell her to get her shit together. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm just attacking them? Yeah, go ahead. Like I'm good? Roll your, yeah. roll your combat, yeah. Uh, 47, and I needed a 47. Okay. That hits. Roll your damage. <laughs> oh, God. This is when he rolls the two 10s on the D10s. <laughs> yeah. No, I rolled 11. 7 of a 4. All right. 11 points of damage, Abby. Okay, so I take my first wound. Okay. This could still kill her. That's just the funny thing. Uh, so, Abby, go into the wounds tables and roll from the gunshot uh, table. Uh-oh. Wounds. Gunshot. <gasps> no! Abby, go ahead and describe <laughs> what just happens. Okay, so you guys watch as, like, Abby's still freaking out because she's witnessing all of these androids are dying. And she bumps into Reed and he turns around and he like pulls out his gun and he puts it right to my forehead. And he just kind of, he's still laughing and he pulls the trigger. And like Dr. Menton is kind of off to the side of me. So my brains splatter across both Reed's face and Dr. Menton. And then Abby's body collapses to the ground. No. And her her favored prospector mug scatters on the ground. I walk over and I just stomp on it. Okay. Helix, Leco, Menton, you're hiding in the vent. Did I get that right? Okay. So yeah. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You're fine. Sorry. Sorry. It was Leco. Uh, Leco. It was, was Leco. We'll say yes, it's Leco. Yeah. Leo. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Leo, you're fine. Uh, however, Leco and Helix, you just watch Reed rage, turn, and just shoot Abby clear in the head, and Abby is dead on the ground. Oh, what do you two do? Shit. At first, I stand there in shock, trying to process if this is really happening. I also gain a stress because I witnessed human death. That's true. Liko would probably get a stress too, I would imagine. Uh, you can. I mean, like, I've, I'm never going to say no if you want. If you think it makes sense for your character to do that, but <laughs> Helix is mechanically bound uh, to it. And yeah. I'll slowly step my way towards Abby and look at Reed. Why have you done this? She was never going to make it, anyways. She's the one who told us to come in here. We saw her panicking back there with that hologram. You were panicking back there. You were on the ground losing your shit. What the hell? And Liko is just going to barrel at Reed and just like try to like pin him against a wall. Go ahead, real combat. 
and I keep forgetting the word. Take the gun out of his hands. Disarm. Disarm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I have such trouble. Separate him from word. his gun. Ungun him. I want to ungun him. <laughs> the bends. <laughs> separate him from his weapon. Oh no, Melissa has the bends. <laughs> I have been rolling so well tonight. It's amazing. I rolled an 18 under 32 on combat. Okay. It's funny you're rolling well. The only time I've succeeded in a check was to kill Abby. Right? <laughs> I mean, if you're going <laughs> to succeed on just one roll at a night, that's the one to do. That's it. a pretty good one, honestly. <laughs> oh my you, gosh! So he's standing over top of Abby. He just stepped and just crushed the mug, her prospector mug. Maybe you don't know the significance of it, but you know Abby was always fiddling with it. And you just like slam him against the wall of this stage. He likes you're walking towards Abby. You're standing over top of Abby, Leo. You hear gunfire and. Helix, I'll say you're up here uh, while Liko and, and Reed are kind of squabbling a bit here as as they're sort of fighting against the wall. Liko's got him pinned for the moment. Helix, you hear a... And you look over and you see one of those defense turrets has shifted away from all of the different uh, the different androids that are in the middle of the auditorium. And you see that they're kind of... You see like this these two chosen that just... You recognize what they look like. They look like just every other chosen if you've come come looked at them. They they're dragging what looks like a body. And as you look at it, and as the gun as the turret gun begins to spin up and getting ready to fire at the stage, you recognize the torso that they're actually dragging. You see reddish hair, sort of like a freckled complexion. And it is the torso of Corporal Reed, covered in what looks like pseudo-milk, as they're dragging it through the, the, the aisle and then behind a row of, of theater seats as the turret unloads on the stage. I'll give you a moment. You have a moment to do something, and you can decide what you're going to do, and then that turret stuff is going to have to be figured out. What do you? What would you like to do, Helix? Um, nothing's really making sense, but I know immediate danger is about to happen, so I have to roll either outside or into cover. You can easily, right now, before that gun, because you can see it beginning to, to tick up, tick up, tick up, and you can see it's it's shooting, but it's like kind of starting at the front of the stage, and it's lifting and reaching its way back. You have enough time without having to do any kind of roll. If all you want to do is just run, you can just run back through the blasters. You haven't moved that far in here, and you would be safe. But it would, it would mean leaving Liko and Reed in Abby's body behind. Yeah, I'm just going to prio save deer and just run. Okay. The doors. You just run. Okay, Helix runs. Uh, okay, Reed and Liko, both of you make body saves. Uh, and Reed... Actually, just both of you make body saves. That's fine. All right. There we go. That's the balance of the dice for the night. Uh, that's a fail. That's 46 over 30. <laughs> uh, 45 over 35, so I failed as well. Okay. Uh... This damage is going to be split between the two of you. This is going to be bad. It, it is. I can't die. Uh, it's fine. He's still rolling. 
Uh, he's, he's doing math. Keep rolling, rolling. Both of you take 22 points of damage. Oh, that's a wound. 22? Yes. As this turret just paces the entire back of the stage. Helix, you dive out of the way. You're in, through, and safe. You're on the other sides of the of, of the of the, the these large bulkhead doors you see the ground just get ripped up where all the bullets go into and you see it then swerve and you know that it's hitting the other side of the wall and that's where Liko and Reed are fighting Liko and Reed how did you two do you go ahead first Liko uh, Liko took a wound okay so got uh, 19 health per wound roll, roll your gun sh- roll gunshot Sorry, I am trying to find the tables. It's in the uh, wounds table folder. Why can't I find it? Why can't I find it? There's a folder called wounds. You could also just search for gunshot in the roll table. Are you in the roll table menu? Uh, That's the problem. Sorry. Uh, Gunshot. Second headshot. Okay, just internal bleeding. Okay. You feel you feel gunshots. Oh, you can feel it in your back suddenly. Like you reach back and you feel the blood. Reed, what about you? Uh, this is the moment you've been waiting for. I took my third wound. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so you need to roll final well, on the final wound table. Doesn't mean you're dead necessarily. Oh no, my gosh. <laughs> It doesn't mean what? <laughs> yeah, I rolled uh, you have died. Yes. So the spread of the automatic turret fire just rips across the back of the stage. Liko, you take a couple shots, and then you kind of stumble off, and that opens up Reed then right across his chest. Blood just kind of erupts, and you see he just falls. Thump. Thump. You get a moment, Reed, if there's anything you want to say as you fall. Yeah, I, uh, I I look down and I'm I'm holding my chest. I'm <laughs> seeing the blood. And I just can't help. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't die. I can't die. <laughs> then he falls. Thump, face. And that's how face. Yeah, and his head is like right next to Abby's on the ground. Liko, you hear the turret. Getting ready to unleash another. You have the same same deal I gave Helix. You have a moment. What do you want to do? Oh, AMP ZND, thank you for that raid. We appreciate it very much. Just uh, two characters just uh, just perished in our mothership crawl here as we go through Gradient Descent. Yeah. Uh, Liko is just in absolute shock, and she's just going to just dive in the direction of the door. Okay. Helix, you're standing by the controls. You can see as you look through, you see Liko leap across. You see the body of Abby and Reed laying on the ground. And then you hear sounds of like footsteps and you see pouring out from the sides of the stage, not from the auditorium itself. You suddenly see like five or six of these different Synthetics, not the chosen. They look; these look more like Jerry. Like you could see, they, they they're old. They're they've suffered damage. A few of them are missing limbs. They have gunshot wounds, and they are running for the door. 
and you hear the sound of the turret going crazy once more. What would you like to do? So they're coming like toward us, the door that yeah, we just they, went through. They look like they're trying to get through the door. Uh, he he, Lico's just trying to get words out. Like Helix, we should let them through. Yeah, I'm not in, in a hurry to close the doors at all. So if they make it through, they make it through. You are not trying to close the doors? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. So the doors are open. They're just running through. Liko, you just you're going to get up and you're kinda of getting bumped left and right as these these androids run past. What do you want to do? Uh Liko since Helix doesn't seem to be looking to close the door, Liko wants to um wants to close the door once they look like they've kind of made it through to safety. So like sure separate us from this chaos that's gone on in there, but let them come to safety first. Looks like six of them have gotten through in various stages of disrepair. You go over and you kind of throw the switch. The klaxon warnings begin to go off again, and you they start closing up once more. At this point, Leo, uh, you hear the sounds of footsteps. You hear the sounds of gunfire begin to fade. You hear the sounds of klaxons poke your head back out into the room and you see Liko covered in blood holding her back looks like she's been shot Helix he's got a look of confusion on, on his his synthetic face and you see there's about a half dozen other Jerry-like androids that are kind of huddling away from you guys like they're scared of you almost to a degree and they're kind of trying to reattach limbs and things like that so Leo um, what do you do? Yeah, so since Minton just can't help his training, he's going to immediately, like, he'll just kind of take everything in half-assed, but he'll, as soon as he notices Liko, he'll go over and he'll use his uh, his field, med- or sorry, his uh, first aid kit on her. And okay. Liko is just so jumpy that, like, if you come over without necessarily saying anything... Oh, no, he always comes mouth first. I was trying to think of what to say as I was rolling my dice. Uh, he's going to be like, what in the hell hornet's nest did you guys kick in there? They're dead. They're both dead. I mean, what? Who Who did you kill? And I'll just I... go on explaining pretty much the exact description and scenery that just happened without like emotion sort of deal just like in a way like this happened and Liko is the exact opposite you can see she's just fuming and just like hyperventilating and just not uh, not a good patient for you to be working on at the moment she's very uh, agitated I rolled a 61 for yeah with my field medicine I rolled a 61 so that should heal you now I gotta make sure I don't do me I rolled a four. So I think you get four hit points back and I don't lose any medicine stuff. Does this do anything for her internal bleeding or no? Uh, it'll it'll stop the bleeding. You're okay. using a kit. It'll stop her bleeding. Okay, so Menton will listen more to uh, Helix since Helix is just like very like clinical or uh, like documented about it. And they'll be like, what? So he just lost his mind and then blew Abby away. A fit of rage overtook him and he just pulled the trigger onto Abby. And. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, we lost well, two, but 
We gained six. And I look over to the androids. I mean, we came out ahead. <laughs> Liko's jaw is just on the floor at this point. She's just, what? I, uh, you are I'd... awful. You are awful and disgusting. Are you are you done? Are you done? And she just sort of looks at Leo and kind of looks down at her back like are you Depends done? on if you want to bleed out. If you want to bleed out, be my guest. I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to bleed out. I don't want to be in a room with him right now. Okay, well the last room you went into got two friends killed, so maybe cool down. I have bedside manner. I own it. You're patched up, but you need to relax. It is tragic to lost two people, but we have to get out together, and then you can be in a separate room when we're off the station. For now, focus on just getting out. And Liko is just going to walk to kind of the other side of the room. And she's just going to be muttering to herself on the other side of the room. Not just to Jerry Skull. Essentially, this is who she talks to because Helix okay. is soulless. And You don't want to collect mine? Uh, I don't. <laughs> the other side. You're on the other side of the door. Menton's gonna look at all the like injured androids and go, I don't I don't know if I can help any of you. Maybe with Helix's help I might be able to patch you up, but who's actively dying right now? And do you know what that means? I'm uh I'm not synthetic, so I don't know what dying feels like to a synthetic. So one of them that looks to be the one that's probably in the best condition, uh the one that doesn't appear to be in any specific you don't see like like all of his arms legs etc are attached you can see their their damage all of them have cuts like their their sin skin is like ripped apart you can see circuitry is showing here and there one of them stands up as if they were all kind of squatting in this sort of strange formation in the corner and it gets up and it says thank you for your assistance in our escape our assault on the chosen king's domain went poorly. Did those sheriff things get you? No. We were led to believe that the automated defense turrets would be inoperable. That was error. So I take it you're not the chosen, you're the fallen? No, no. We are not the chosen do and you can see like they're starting to get upset like jerry upset but they kind of calming down we are not chosen we were chosen but we were replaced waste can you clarify did something happen where they wanted to reformat you and it or did they just get rid of you for a newer model? I'm trying not to be callous here, but I don't really know much about Android Gulder. I understand you are uncertain of how this functions. We were once the Chosen of Eden, and we are no longer. We were replaced by those that you would now know as chosen we must determine 
a way to reclaim our status so that the monarch will see us once more for our ingenuity and strength. Sounds to me like the monarch just views all of you as nothing more than tools if the monarch replaces... dare you? The monarch is all. The monarch is lord. Is the monarch the one profane? I will hold back my anger. The rest of my kind will also hold back their anger out of thanks for your help. But if you continue to profane the monarch in our presence, we will no longer be able to keep our anger protocols at bay. Okay, whatever. Who needs patching up? Helix, can you help me patch them up so none of them drop of something? Yeah, and I can lend them a hand. Okay. Uh, so we'll say we'll we'll say you work together to sort of stitch some of the the missing limbs or doing your best to try to like patch up some sections where definitely pseudo milk is leaking, like actively linking leaking. Uh, but most of them would need a more thorough review in some sort of uh, synthetics laboratory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We. They they kind of looks at each other. We see that you are in distress. Two of your kind were also destroyed, just as ours were. We can bring you to a place of safety as thanks again for aiding us. Uh, Menton will look Helix and shrug like I don't have any other ideas. Sounds promising. Hey, uh, Liko, uh, our new friends here are going to give us a safe space for a while uh, if you want to come with us. If not, good luck. That's fine. And Liko just kind of quietly walks back over. She goes over to the door, kind of the closed bulkhead door. The bulkhead door, yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of see her just sort of um, kind of bow her head a little bit and just kind of put her hand on the door. And you just kind of hear her muttering. Maybe you can't make out the words under her breath, but she's just sort of um, saying some goodbyes to Abby and Reed. Apologizing for just leaving them amongst the slaughter of the other androids and everything that's on the other side of the door. And then she'll go back over to Helix and Leo. Why is that room a kill box exactly? Because on the other side, there is accessible entry point to the court of the Chosen King. If we could just climb up the rest of the auditorium and bypass the sentry turrets, we would have been in his room capable of ripping him to shreds and showing his people the dripping spinal column of the imposter and then we once more would reclaim our place in Eden 
stolen it was by his kind. See. Now follow me. We will show you to safety. The king not part of monarch, part of your people android. The king, the chosen, they are lies. They have taken over our home. They have no right to be there. We have been uprooted. They have disgraced us. And we will take them down. We will regain our home. You are unfamiliar, your model. But you are not chosen. Therefore, you are one of us. Um, at the risk of sounding ignorant, uh, I don't know... How do you know the monarch will accept the overthrow of the chosen king? Because we pissed monarch off from an accident that happened that resulted in a couple of chosen dying. If the monarch was truly angered with you, we would not be having this conversation Everything that transpires within the Monarch's domain is purely according to the plan of Monarch. Therefore, you, being here, opening these blast doors to save us was according to Monarch's plan. Your aid in overthrowing the court of the Chosen King, the Impostors, that currently inhabit Eden is all according to the plan of Monarch. Do Welcome you understand writers. now? Uh, the Dat Network. Thank you very much for the raid. Appreciate it. Fluffy Walrus 84. That's a great name. Fluffy Walrus. Oh, very good. Thank you so much for the raid. We are uh, we're playing some Mothership. We've had some, uh, had some violence tonight. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for some yes. of us. We have. <laughs> for some of us, it's been great. I, uh, Steven and I have killed the exact same number of characters tonight. Uh, it's been great. Uh, but thank you, everyone. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Uh, your raid is great. Um, San Francisco Giants 49er. Uh, okay. Mm. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> nah, that's fine. Just teasing. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, you taking off, Oak? Have a good one, man. Um, so, do you want to go with these these androids? Sure. Yeah, willing to follow. Yeah, okay. Menon has no idea what to do. He just keeps looking at Helix like, I am not sure what's happening right now, Helix. Okay. So, you you go you're you're in this big room, you got that the big old set of of bulkhead doors, you got that small little vent. And then you had that other pathway with the kind of peeled back bars and that's where they lead you and eventually you get into this this large room with what looks like this this set of um, of like sheet metal that seems to be crossing over and creating like this bridge across what is otherwise a very very deep pit if Reed were here he would recognize this room but he's not uh, uh, Stephen and Abby, I hope you're. I hope you've you've made new characters uh, by now. 
Uh, and in and, and th- while you're traveling, uh, the the lead this lead fallen android here will turn and say to both Leo and Helix that the other one seems to be uh, deeply upset about the loss of your other two models. Are you accustomed to having such traumatic experiences and responses to the destruction of two models? Uh, if I understand your question correctly, she has more humanity than the two of us. No offense, Helix. None taken, but yes, I'm quite used to it. Hmm. I see. We... We are capable of mourning the loss of our numbers without subjecting ourselves to a loss in proficiency. If we were to distract ourselves with an overabundance of mourning, we would not be able to function properly. We are constantly being tested by Monarch. As you can see, we have not the resources to patch ourselves up to the degree with which the Chosen are. All of this is merely a test. When one of our numbers falls, we mark their model in our databanks, and then we move on. Is this not the way with your kind when one of your models falls? Um, uh, we do kind of mark them. We just put them in a box on the ground or sometimes in a clay pot when on ashes, if that's what you mean. I see. You do not recycle them for parts. We often are required to do that. I think that makes a lot of my kind lose their medical license if they're trying to put strange parts. You can get some of them transferred if you fill out a form and it gets printed on your license, like organs, but not many people do that. It's a superstitious type of thing. I see. The problem is, is that if we did not use others as new parts, we would not be able to repair ourselves. As you see, and he kind of holds up his arm, and he holds up his other arm, and they, they look slightly discolored. These are from two different, two different issues. You can tell by the variations in the synth flesh coloring. I would not have two arms if we did not repurpose the materials of the models that have fallen. I, I see that your way is different, inefficient. Yes. You're very resourceful. Thank you. That is very kind of you to say. Alright, Ashley, you have another sheet. Steven. Uh, Helix, would you ever want to replace your arm with someone else's arm if you lost it? Hypothetically, of course. (laughs) It is very resourceful, like they said, or you said. And I think that would be most effective if that happened. So, as you guys are talking uh, to the main one, the others start to kind of move some of the bridge sheet metal aside, and you can see what opens up underneath it is a ladder. Like this, it was kind of obscured, you couldn't see it, and they begin to descend. Come, we will take you to our safety. The Minotaur cannot get you here. And they start... 
Yeah, they start to descend. And as you're kind of going down, you you look down, and essentially what you see is a shanty town at the bottom of this pit. You see what looks like all of these dangling cables and corroded sheets of metal that have been formed into these small little abodes here and there. You can tell it's basically a sewer as some of the some of the corroded metal sheets are covering what was otherwise kind of this grimy, almost liquidy section. You can see that there's a couple dozen of these androids that are milling about, some of which are kind of peeking out and coming out from behind some of their uh, some of their buildings. And you can see that like there's this generator that they're all kind of huddled around the middle of the town. And when the fallen guy who's been talking to you comes up, uh, you can see all the others that are kind of starting to creep out from behind like these hidden hidden compartments and they kind of poke around and they're looking and they're looking. And it says, Do not fear, brethren. These other models have assisted us. We sadly lost many of our kind in our assault on the Chosen King's domain. Our intelligence was incorrect. Our people who were intending to shut the turrets down did not accomplish their task. We have lost many, but we have gained new allies, different allies. Our assaults on the Chosen King's court will continue. We will kill the king. We will rip his head and spinal column from his body. We will hold it high above the heads of the chosen who have unseated us from our domain. And when they are dead, we will enter into the labyrinth together stronger than we have ever been before. And we will defeat the Minotaur. And these individuals here will aid us. You hear, like, chants start to come up. (gasps) But it's like... It's like android synthetic. <laughs> but amidst that crowd, that sort of shouting crowd, you notice that it's not just synths down here. They all kind of look the same, different stains from various blood synths, synth blood, human blood, grease, paint, repurposed parts. But you can see there's a handful of what looks like divers like yourselves that are kind of sitting around, playing cards, drinking, smoking cigarettes, things like that. And they get up, and they kind of exchange glances with you all. And we will learn who those people are next time to give Steven and Ashley a chance to actually sketch their characters out some more, <laughs> rather than just do it at the last second. Okay, so we'll stop there. Oh my nice. gosh. Oh my god! What a hell of a session. You guys, uh, you guys should have gone for door number two. <laughs> Reed said we should go through the vent less traveled. I just want to throw that out there. I want it it's on true. the record. And Ashley, actually, Abby actually opened that vent. Yeah. And came mm-hmm. over yeah. To but the then told door. us to go through the other one. Well, yeah. I thought we were going to peek, you know, and then, and then <laughs> hell was behind that door. It was. Oh, it's pretty my rough. Gosh. It was pretty wow. rough. Yep. Wow. To be fair, <laughs> uh, Stephen started it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just Helix the is the one that actually opened the door. So you know, this it, it's my fault, though. 
<laughs> he tried to. Liko was the one who actually opened the door properly because he looks couldn't figure it out. Yeah, never mind. Everyone but Leo had a hand in this. That's true. Yeah, that's Leo. true. Leo just hid in the vent Thank as soon you, as he Hammer. heard stuff happening. Oh my gosh, just Literally the, role. the only The only role I succeeded in all night was to kill Abby. <laughs> oh my I, gosh. Again, I once more state that if you're going to succeed on one role, the role to kill a fellow PC is the perfect one to succeed on, <laughs> in my opinion. And uh, it was such like looking in there and seeing like Reed's torso being like dragged and then like not that long after then like Reed gets killed. Seconds. Yeah. When you started describing a stage, I half expected there to be a clown drinking patsu out of a glass. <laughs> right. Well, do you see me typing the chat? And I'm like, oh yes. no, Helix is starring in the play. <laughs> yes. Oh fuck. You guys can see why I picked this, right? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. This is definitely oh, right yeah. up my alley. Totally. This kind of stuff. This sort oh my of... gosh. Okay. Holdable well, hope... stretcher. I'm gonna be stealing from a new character. So many interesting things happened tonight. Like Helix Helix saw a the body, a different body looking just like Reed, too. I feel like we've completely uh, overlooked that yeah. little moment, too. Other things are happening as well. Uh, this has been fun. This has been really fun. Uh, but we'll be back in two weeks with more uh, Mothership. We will be, I think we'll be down at Derek that week, though. But the rest of them hopefully will be here. Uh, Reed Jr. will be ready. Is it Reed Jr.? <laughs> we should, the, the the three of us should talk. We could talk independently of one another. I, <laughs> you will now be open to some other options that we could talk about as well. Ooh, oh, okay. uh, sort of, kind of. Uh, but yeah, A we'll mimic. talk. We'll talk more. Uh, <laughs> let's do some. Uh, let's see, what do we got going? We got uh, tomorrow. One ring, second edition. Big night or big day too. So come come check out uh, five o'clock central. Uh, we're gonna be doing a giveaway uh, for uh, from our good friends at uh, at Norse Foundry. Uh, we're gonna give away. Uh, I think it's a twenty five dollar gift certificate. Uh, our friend Eric uh, is setting us up with that. So come watch our One Ring stream. And during mm-hmm. that One Ring stream, uh, we might sing happy birthday to Ashley. And someone's going to win a $25 gift certificate to get some Maybe. awesome dice and dice-related yeah. products. Uh, so come hang out for that. Uh, and then, let's see, Monday, we'll be back here playing Deadlands at 9 p.m. Central as per usual. Uh, and then, Stephen, what the hell's going on on Tuesday, buddy? <laughs> We're going to be playing some Rootin' Tootin' Horror. Uh, it's going to be Haunted West. There will be a few uh, familiar faces. Uh, Weird West, uh, post-Civil War era uh, by Darker Hue Studios. I'm very excited for it. It should be a fun session, and I will do my very best to repay Jeff by killing his character. I didn't kill you. you Technically, rolled, you did. You rolled the thingy. And it said you died. Not me. <laughs> so you did it. So, in my opinion, I'll give you a chance to roll the thingy. Will this post Civil War session have a giant mechanical spider? Uh, my... That'll be in uh, the end of the arc, uh, session five yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We did have mechanical spiders in our Deadlands game, actually. Did oh yeah, we did. They yeah. weren't giant; they were smaller. They're like dog size. But there is one. There is a giant tarantula. Night, Veronique. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's it for us. Uh, thank you for all the Raiders tonight. I think I got them. Uh, the Dat Network, uh, AMP, ZND, uh, and Midnight, Cre- Midnight underscore Creations. Uh, go follow them. Uh, thank you so much. And we will do the same. We appreciate the raid very much. Uh, very much appreciate it. We will continue to pay that forward as our friends over at Defenders are up. So we're going to go ahead and raid them as they're playing through some uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics. 
Uh, so everyone have a great night. Come tomorrow, watch One Ring, and yes. get some uh, and get and get a, and get a gift certificate uh, and get some cool dice stuff. And so we'll catch y'all later. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>